We're going to get into God's Word here. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. We started a, a series last week, just a couple weeks here, called Yoked to Jesus. Somebody say yoked. Yoked to Jesus. So here's what we have here in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. All right, so we have this uh, interesting analogy that Jesus gives here, and it's a picture of life with Jesus. It's a picture of the Christian life. And it's a picture of oxen being yoked together. And for those of you who were here last week, you were all enlightened by my profound agricultural knowledge, and uh, you've forever been changed by it. And we're going to leave it at that so people who weren't here last week think I know what I'm talking about with oxen. Um, But you'll see a picture here on the screen. Okay, yep, it's already up there. A picture of oxen being yoked together. What a yoke is, it's, it's a piece of wood, multiple pieces of wood that are fashioned together to go over the, the neck and the shoulders of two oxen so that they can plow a field together. Now, in the verses that we read, uh, that Jen read for us, there's a prophecy in the Old Testament that God is going to break the yoke on his people. It is going to set them free. So the land yields its fruit. The trees produce. There's no more any prey uh, any longer that they're liberated, that they're set free. They're not in bondage, that the yoke is broken. And Jesus here, in this picture of the Christian life, invites those who are weighed down by heavy burdens, those who are weighed down by life, that it's not just people who are physically tired, maybe we need to take a nap, maybe we need to catch a few days off. Jesus offers us here rest for our souls, that he invites those who feel like they're pulling this heaviness, pulling all of these heavy things that they don't know how to go forward, don't know how to go on, that he offers them a different yoke, which leads to rest. Now, it's interesting here that Jesus doesn't say, I'll take your yoke, and then you can just go wherever you want. It's interesting that Jesus offers us a yoke of his own. And let's be honest, that that sounds a little bit counterintuitive. Yokes are symbols of hard labor. Yokes are symbols of oppression. People talk about throwing off the yoke of this and throwing off the, the yoke of that. One example I'll give you from history, the ancient Romans, when they would conquer their enemies... Sometimes what they would do is they would build a yoke shape out of their spears and they would make the defeated army that they just conquered walk under the yoke as a sign of their defeat, as a sign that they've been conquered. Now, if I were to tell you that there was a yoke that leads to rest, you would think that makes no sense. If somebody came up to me and said, Joey, I'm weighed down by heavy burdens, the last thing I would do would be like, here's a yoke for you, my friend, like you do when your friends are weary. In fact, if Jesus were to pick 
out of a thousand random objects, he wouldn't have picked a worse symbol for rest than a yoke. That's the worst possible symbol for rest that there is. So Jesus is either not that smart or he's doing something interesting and he's trying to get our attention. Now, when you read through the Gospels, it turns out Jesus has a lot of these paradoxes. He says that if you want to be great in his kingdom, you have to become like a servant. He says if you want to enter into his kingdom, you have to enter in like a child. He says if you want to be blessed in his kingdom, you know who the blessed are in Jesus' kingdom? The blessed are those who are mourners, the persecuted, the meek, those who are poor in spirit, those who hunger and thirst. Jesus' greatest paradox of all is in Mark 8, 34. Jesus, calling the crowd along with his disciples, says to them, if anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. All right, so here again, this is the worst, weirdest, strangest paradox of all that Jesus says, if you want to find your life, here's a cross. If you want to find your life, you have to die. If you want to gain victory, you have to admit defeat. If you want to find your life, you have to admit that it's lost. Now, what is, what is Jesus doing here? What is Jesus saying with these things? And we talked about this last week, that everybody is yoked to something. There's no such thing as a person who's not yoked to anything. Here's what we do. We yoke ourselves to people in relationships. We yoke ourselves to careers that we think will make us happy. We yoke ourselves to stuff that we think will satisfy us. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's status. Maybe it's the people around us. We join ourselves to things, and we think that if we do this or do that or have this or have that, then we'll be happy. And so we, we put all of our hopes for a meaningful life, for a successful life, for a happy life. We put all of it on a flawed human being. We put all of it on a career or on a, a dollar amount in our bank account. And it turns out that no matter how successful we are, no matter what kind of people are around us, it turns out that in life we end up weighed down by heavy burdens. We end up weighed down by the things of this world. And, and I'm not saying these are bad things. Sometimes it is sinful things. But sometimes it's an ordinary thing or a good thing that you and I are looking to, to provide meaning and value in life. And what happens is those things inevitably let us down and we end up pulling this weight. We end up pulling these heavy burdens. Now what, what Jesus comes to do is he says, come to me, all of you who are weary, who are weighed down, and I will give you rest. And we talked about this last week here, so I won't belabor the point. Most of you would hear this and you're like, well, Jesus' yoke of religion seems like it's as heavy a yoke as anything else. 
follow all these rules and do these things and, and don't do those other things. And, and religion seems like a yoke all by itself. But I want to tell you this here today. Jesus does not offer us religion. He offers us rest. And you see, the difference is that religion says you're going to do all these things. Here's all these heavy burdens. Here's all these lists of laws. And you better do all the right things. And then God will give you rest. But Jesus shows up on the scene, the Son of God in flesh. And he looks at us weary, weighed down, full of sin, full of brokenness, all of our failures and shortcomings. And he doesn't say... Maybe if you follow all these steps, you'll get rest. He says, come to me and I'll just give it to you. You see, the gospel is not about you and I trying to earn rest. It's about stepping in and receiving the rest that is freely given to us by Jesus. That far from being about you and I trying to please a God who's far away, it's more about God accepting us while we were still sinners. And so, this, this picture of these oxen, and Jesus says, come in and take my yoke, that when you, when you submit your life to Jesus, when you surrender everything to Jesus, it seems like it seems like that's the furthest thing from rest. It seems like when you take up that cross, how are you going to find life? When you end up laying everything down, I mean, that's, that's the opposite of life. You're getting ready to die. And what happens is when you die, you begin to find that you have new life in him. And when you take Jesus' yoke upon you when, you, when you stop yoking yourself to everything else out there in the world, and you begin to submit your life to King Jesus, you surrender everything to Jesus as Lord, what you begin to find is that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Why? Because, because yokes are meant for pairs. Yokes are meant for two. And when you're yoked to Jesus... It turns out he does all the heavy lifting. Yoked to Jesus. You know, a, a, a lot of farmers in that time, what they would do when they'd have a young ox that was wild and sort of untrained in a lot of ways and, and was, you know, kind of all over the place and had lots of energy but would burn out quick and and wouldn't, wouldn't go straight, what they would do is they would, they would pair that ox with an older, more mature ox, and they would yoke it together. And when they yoked them together, the young, immature, wild ox that was untrained would learn a new pace, would learn how to go at the speed of the older and more mature ox. And over time, that ox would learn how to plow the field, not because they sat in field plowing 101 class, but because they learned through constant life and fellowship and communication with the older ox. And I want to tell you, that's what life with Jesus is like. You will never become the disciple that Jesus wants you to be just because you listen to me talk for a half hour on Sunday mornings. You'll never be the disciple that Jesus wants you to be because you listen to a few podcasts and you read a few books and you follow some different people online. The only way to learn the rest that Jesus wants to give you is by a life that is yoked to Jesus. 
It's by a life that's in constant fellowship and communication with him. And here's, here's the crazy thing about that. Jesus actually wants to be with you. He actually wants to spend time with you. That he's looking for people who he can join himself to. You know, what I found in my ministry is that for most people, they start off with this sort of vague idea about God. You know, maybe he made the world and God's out there somewhere. And then we read that Jesus is God in the Bible. And so we try to cram Jesus into this view of God that we already had. But you see, that's backwards. We don't start with the view of God and then try to cram Jesus into it. That's like looking through a telescope the wrong direction. We start, rather, by looking at Jesus because Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So if you want to know what God is like, look no further than Jesus. And here in this passage, guess what Jesus says about himself? He says, I am gentle and lowly. Gentle and lowly, what, what do you mean? See, you and I, we expect that life with Jesus is like just pulling this heavy thing for some distant and demanding God, some distant and demanding farmer who wants us to do all the work, and so you better plow the field. And I want you to see, life with Jesus isn't like that. That God is not this distant, angry person giving you a bunch of to-do lists and you better do it or else. No, you know what Jesus shows us here? He says that life with God is more like God being a gentle and lowly ox who says, give me that burden that you're carrying. Give me that weight that you're carrying. Let me carry that burden for you. You see, see, when you're yoked up with me, the yoke is easy, the burden is light, and you'll find rest for your souls. That's what it's like being yoked to Jesus. And you see, what Jesus offers us here, he doesn't say, take a yoke, take that yoke. He says, take my yoke. What he's offering you is himself. And you see, in the Christian life, we come to the scriptures and we see these promises and we think about heaven and we think about blessing and we think about healing and we think about God rescuing us out of different situations and God does all of that, but the best thing that Jesus gives us is himself. The best thing that we get is his presence. The best thing that we get is him. So that life with Jesus, yes, there's blessing. Yes, there's breakthrough. Yes, he does the impossible. But I can tell you that better than all of that is that every day of my life, I get to be yoked to Jesus. And hear me, church, hear me. You can read the scriptures and be like, well, I have to do this and I have to do that. And, you know, this person in my life, maybe it's a parent, a friend, a spouse, they're like, hey, you got to get your life right. And Joey's up here telling me what I have to do. Listen, you don't have to be yoked to Jesus. You can be yoked to something else if you want. You don't, you don't have to be yoked to him. You get to be yoked to him. You don't, you don't have to take up your cross and die. You get to take up your cross and die. And actually that, I know it sounds harsh, but it's actually the most freeing thing in the world. Give up your heavy yoke. Hmm, such a challenge. I don't know if I can do that. Really like this heavy burden I've been pulling for the last 30 years. This is what we do. 
We, we, we yoke ourselves to other things that we think will lead to life, and they don't. And Jesus is like, hey, give me that. And we're like, oh, I don't know. Friends, his yoke is easy, and his burden is light. And if you're up in the air about how this Jesus thing works, let me tell you, his yoke really is easy. And I'm not telling you this because I'm a super strong Christian who's done everything right. I'm not telling you this because I've arrived because I haven't. I'm not telling you this because I followed everything perfectly. I'm telling you this because I was, I was weak, I was foolish, I was broken, and in Jesus I found someone to carry my burden. That's the secret. It's not, hey, look at me. It's, hey, look at Jesus. Let me tell you what he can carry. Let me tell you what he can do. Let me tell you what will happen if you yoke up with him. You change everything. I want to read to you a few verses here. 1 Corinthians 1.9 says this. God is faithful. You are called by him into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Here's why I love this verse. Christians today talk a lot about calling. I'm called to, to start this business. I'm called to be in ministry. I'm called to marry this person. I'm called to go here. I'm called to go there. And, and look at what this verse says. More than anything else in your life that you are called to do, you are called to fellowship with Jesus. Listen to me, church. There's no better calling on the planet than called to fellowship with Jesus. We get called to the one who's gentle and lowly. Called to the one who wants to carry your burden. Called to the one who sees your mess, who sees your sin, who sees the weight, and instead of pushing you away, says, hey, let me take that thing off your shoulders. Let me, let me be fully honest with you, church. I'm not, I'm not an expert in being a pastor. I'm not an expert in leadership. I'm not an expert in theology. I don't have everything figured out, but you know, you know what I can do? I can do fellowship. And guess what? You can do fellowship too because it's not about your record. It's not about your resume. It's not about your list of accolades. It's about yoking up with Jesus and letting him carry what you can never carry. Mark, Mark 3 says this, Jesus went up on the mountain, summoned those whom he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed 12, whom he also named apostles, to be with him, to send them out to preach, and to have authority to drive out demons. So check this out here. Here's, here's the three, three things they're supposed to do. Drive out the powers of the enemy. Send them out to preach. But look at the first thing he called them to do. To be with him. To be with him. Josh was talking about this earlier. It's not about how much as a church we can do, what good events, what good ministries, what good services. At some point, everything in your life boils down to one thing. And it's, are you with him? Are you with him? I don't mean like for him, although you should be for him. I mean like present with him. 
To be yoked to him matters more than anything else in your life, anything else in the world, because you can try all that's out there, and you'll find that it's empty inside. That if you try to hold on to your life, Jesus says, you'll lose it. But if you take up your cross, if you take up that yoke, what you'll find, that what looks on the outside like a bunch of hard work and a bunch of discipline, it's actually this easy grace that comes because he carries what you could not carry. And I don't mean that, that life struggles go away. We talked about Job for six weeks not too long ago. I don't mean that you'll never have any issues, that you won't have any challenges. It's just that in the midst of all of that, you'll find that instead of you holding up the weight of the world, it's him carrying the both of you. Being with him. James Edwards in his commentary on this passage here in Mark's gospel, he says this, discipleship is repeatedly defined in Mark by simple proximity to Jesus. Being with him, sitting around him, hearing him, and following him on the way. This simple but all-important act of hearing and following Jesus, I want you to see this, is even more important than the disciples' complete understanding of him. The disciples, especially the 12, are frequently shown to lack understanding and even to be hard-hearted. Surprisingly, this does not compromise their discipleship. What Jesus has to teach can only be taught in an apprentice relationship, which requires the disciples being with him more than their full understanding of him. Simple proximity. Simple nearness, simple closeness. You see, we, we think about the way of Jesus, and we think about all this stuff that we have to do for Jesus. And don't get me wrong, there's work to be done, absolutely. But, but more than Jesus cares about what you do, he cares about your heart. He cares about you. And you see, in, in, in the American church, which prizes success, which prizes you and I as individuals achieving and accomplishing, and we use the world's metrics for success, how many people, how many numbers, how many followers online. These are the metrics that the world uses and that so often we also use in our lives, in our families, in our businesses, in our finances. We use the world's metrics for success, and we try to bring that into the church. And here, what I want you to see is what Jesus wants more than anything, is he just wants you. And you see, there needs to be a shift in our thinking away from a life that has to be all about for Jesus. And again, it should be for Jesus. But more than anything, it's a life with Jesus. And you see, a life with Jesus will do way more for Jesus than any other kind of person out there. To do a lot for him, we have to be with him. We have to be yoked to him. And I have a sense that for many of you here, you feel like you're just weary. You're just tired. You feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders all the time. And you're trying to, to please God. You're trying to show him that you're doing your best. You're, you're struggling. You're fighting. You're trying to, to do what you can to get through. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying... Who cares? Forget about all that stuff. I 
I'm saying there needs to be a shift in our thinking away from this performance-oriented life to a presence-centered life. It's less about, let me show Jesus all the things I can do, and more about, let me just be with him. If, he, if he's on the road, I want to be on the road. If he gets in that boat, I want to get in that boat. If he goes into the house to teach, I want to be in that house where he's teaching. If he goes over here, I'm going over here. If he's over there, I'm going over there. I just, I want to be with him. And it's, it's this lifestyle of simple proximity. It's this lifestyle of simple nearness that I get, I get to leave my yoke behind and I get to yoke up with him. I get to, to yoke up with the one who's gentle and lowly and who will provide rest for my soul. True rest, true peace. Jesus says, it's not the result of you doing all the hard work and now you get to kick back and relax. Rather, it's Jesus' gift to weary and broken people. It's not earned. It's not achieved. It's given. He says, come to me and I'll, I'll give it to you. Jesus said in another passage, my, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Church, what if, what if I told you that there was a rest that you could walk in every day of your life. There was a peace that you had access to. It wasn't about you running on this treadmill, tiring yourself out and you're not getting anywhere. Simple nearness to Jesus. I'm telling you, friend, he's not, he's not far. If the gospel tells us anything, it's that in Jesus Christ, God is right with us at all times. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. And even, even as Christians, even in the church, we have this mindset that, that he's out there, and I got to carry this burden, and, and maybe I'll get to him if I'm good enough. And I want to tell you that chasm that you and I could never cross has already been covered by the blood of Jesus, has already been crossed by the grace and mercy of the Son of God. He comes to us gentle and lowly, and he says, let me, let me carry that for you. Let me, let me take that weight that you're carrying. Leave it all behind. He wants you. What if, what if we began to think about our lives every time we're in the car, on the job, coming home at the end of the day, laying your head on the pillow at night, all of it yoked to him. All of it with him. It's not, listen, it's not, it's not that he's not there, and if you do the right things through some abracadabra, he'll come. He's already there. It's a question of, do we recognize? 
Do we recognize that he's, he's with us always? Yoked to Jesus. Paired up with him. And I know life's busy. Life's chaotic. We're, we're running from here to there. And I can tell you here, if the enemy cannot steal what God wants to do in your life, if he can't make you turn your back on God, here's what he'll do. He'll make you too busy for God. The biggest obstacle for most of us, honestly, the biggest obstacle to life with Jesus, it's not some wild, crazy lifestyle. It's not some heresy or some other religion. You know what it is? It's the thousand things that we say yes to every day instead of Him. It's the hurry and the anxiety and the busyness that keeps us from being yoked to Jesus. What the enemy will do is he'll, if he can't get you to, to turn away from God, he'll just, he'll just offer you a hundred good things to say yes to. Listen, friends, you know, you know what Jesus wants? He just wants you. There's no secret. No magic program. He wants life with you. Every moment with him. People on the outside, it might look like Christianity is just a yoke, but, but I can tell you I've tried it and it's easy and it's light. And again, not because all my circumstances are perfect, not because everything's comfortable, but because in the midst of all of it, I get to be paired with him.